Amen. It's good to be in the Lord's house today. Amen. Praise God. I tell you, I can't think of anywhere I'd rather be than right here in God's house. Amen. Let's all turn, get a gold hymnal today and turn to 476. Page 476. Stand all over the house. I'm thankful for the joy, unspeakable and full of glory we have in the Lord today. Amen. Amen. I have found His grace is all complete. He supplieth every need. While I sit and learn at Jesus' feet, I am free, yes, free indeed. Sing, it is joy unspeakable and full of glory, full of glory full of glory it is joy unspeakable and full of glory all the half has never yet been told i have found the pleasure i once great it is joy and peace within what a wondrous blessing i am saved from the awful gulf of sin it is joy unspeakable of of glory full of glory full of glory it is joy unspeakable and full of glory over half has never yet been told i have found that hope so Oh, aren't you glad you found it living in the realm of grace? Oh, the Savior's presence is so near. I can see His smiling face. It is joy unspeakable and full of glory, full of glory, full of glory. It is joy and Speakable and full of glory, oh, the half has never yet. And the last now, I have found the joy no tongue can tell how it waits of glory roll. It is like a great or flowing well springing up within my soul. It is joy unspeakable and full of glory, full of glory, full of glory. It's joy unspeakable and full of glory. Oh, the sing that chorus one more time. Sing it to the Lord. It is joy unspeakable and full of glory, full of glory, full of glory. Glory, all the half has never yet been told. You know what I like the best about that is that last phrase, the half has yet been told. Boy, there's joy in serving Jesus, isn't there? In this life, I'll tell you what, God's people, we spend way too much time grumbling and complaining about our problems. God's been good to us and we're blessed. And the joy of the Lord is our strength. Amen. 
But you know, the joy in this life, it doesn't compare to what it's going to be like when we get to heaven. Amen. The half hadn't ever yet been told what it's going to be just to see our Savior's face and spend eternity with Him. Amen. Turn to 78, page 78, higher ground. Boy, I tell you what, I want to plant my feet on higher ground. don't want to be satisfied with where I'm at. Amen. I'm pressing on today. I'm pressing on the upward way. New heights I'm gaining every day. Still praying as I'm onward bound. Lord, plant my feet on higher ground. Lord, lift me up and let me stand by faith on heaven's table and a higher plane than I have found. Lord, plant my feet on higher ground. My heart has no desire to stay where doubts arise and fears dismay. Though some may dwell where these abound, my prayer, my aim is higher ground. Lord, lift me up and let me stand heaven's table and a higher plane that I have found. Lord, plant my feet on higher ground. I want to live above the world, though Satan's darts at me are hurled. For faith has caught the joyful sound, the song of saints on higher ground. Lord, lift me up and let me stand by faith on heaven's table and a higher plane that I have found. Lord, plant my feet on higher ground. I want to scale the utmost height and catch a gleam of glory light. But still I pray till heaven I found. Lord, lead me on to higher ground. Lord, lift me up and let me stand by faith on heaven, stable land, a higher plane than I have found. Lord, plant my feet on higher ground. How many of you are looking for higher ground today? Amen. Turn around fellowship one with another. It sure is good to be in the Lord's house. Amen.
Praise the Lord. If there's one thing, I don't want to be satisfied with where I'm at, but I want to keep pressing higher and higher from one level of grace, one level of strength, one level of faith to another. How many of you would say, Preacher, I hadn't yet arrived? Amen. He's still working on me. Amen. Trying to make me what I ought to be. You know, the good thing is, uh, although I'm not what I want to be, I'm not what I used to be, <laughs> most of all, I'm not what I'm going to be. One of these days, I'm going to be like Jesus. Amen. Amen. Praise God. And what a blessing that is. But you know, the truth is, <clears throat> I am what I am by the grace of God. Amen. I'll tell you, I can't take credit for anything the Lord's done in my life. Amen. All I am is a beggar that's uh, got a little bread. And I want to tell another beggar where to find the bread that God so graciously gave to me. Good to see you today on this first Sunday of August. And uh, well, I tell you, the Lord just continues to be good to us. What a good crowd we have this morning. And boy, that thrills and excites my soul. And I'm just so, so very thankful for what God is doing in our church. Aren't you thankful for what God is doing at United Baptist Church? Amen. I still believe that God's got a work for His people to do. Days may be hard, times might be, might be tough, but God is still on His throne. Amen. And uh, I'm a child of the King. So I don't have to uh, cower to the devil. I can look him square in the eye and, uh, amen, know that, uh, that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Do you believe that today, church? Hallelujah. Glory to his name. All right. Again, the first Sunday of August, we've got some modifications to do on our announcements. We are going to, uh, uh, again, I know I put in here about a deacon and trustee meeting uh, and uh, quarterly business meeting. We're going to postpone that one more week. Amen. One more week. I hate to do that. But uh, again, want to make sure we have all of our ducks in order and everything ready to go. So uh, just uh, deacons, trustees, get ready because uh, we're going to do that next Sunday. Remember that. And um, uh, again, a quarterly business meeting will be on the following uh, Wednesday night. So do remember that. Also, youth workers be getting ready because uh, what I talked to Josh this week and what we've tentatively planned is to uh, we're going to try and get back into the Wednesday night United for Christ uh, after Labor Day. You're going to let the kids get settled in real good in school, give you just a little bit more time to rest and, and recuperate. Amen. I don't know about anybody else. I'm still getting over Bible school. Hallelujah. But uh, amen. So we'll give it one more week, or excuse me, just a few more weeks. We'll give it to Labor Day, and then we'll start back with the United uh, for Christ program the Wednesday night following Labor Day. What that means is we'll probably have... Uh, uh, youth workers meetings sometime in between now and uh, and Labor Day. So uh, we've given you some downtime, and you better enjoy it while you have it because business is going to pick up quick. Amen. Hallelujah. But I'd rather be busy for the Lord than idle for the devil, wouldn't you? Amen. Praise the Lord. All right. So do remember that also. And I forgive me. I just didn't do a good job with the announcements. Uh, but we are, the ARC Ministries, we are doing a campaign to help those who have been affected by the flooding in Kentucky. Uh, we're going to do a non-perishable food, uh, water, and uh, cleaning supplies drive for those who have been affected uh, by the uh, flood. I don't know if you've gone on YouTube and you've looked at any of those videos, but I mean, it's just absolute devastation. 
And I know they've continued to be affected even through this weekend. There's been flooding up in that area. And uh, so what we're going to do, we're going to fill the box truck up. We've got a big old box truck there uh, at the Ark Ark Thrift Store. Uh, Well, before we fill it up, we've got to empty it out. Can I get a witness? Uh, Amen. Yes, Tyler knows all about that. But uh, we're going to empty it out first. Then we're going to fill it up. And we're going to take it up to Kentucky, amen, and try to be a help to those. Boy, I tell you, we need to do that. We need to help those who are in need because there could very well come a time when we want others to help us, amen. So uh, do remember that announcement. And uh, again, uh, you can bring your supplies to the Art Thrift Store Monday through Friday, 10 to 5, and uh, just drop them off there and uh, if, uh, just, I mean... Holly won't know what to do with them because we got so much stuff, amen, but just put it somewhere and we'll get it where it needs to go. So spread the word and uh, boy, what a blessing it is to be able to help others during a time of need. All right, by way of prayer request uh, today, we've got many to pray for. Uh, amen, good to see uh, Sam back. Sam, are you 100% yet, Sam? 99. 99%, amen, well... Boy, I tell you what, if I was a devil, I'd be scared of 99% of Sam, wouldn't you? Amen. Praise the Lord. Remember him. Continue to remember Brother Bruce. Good to have Bruce with us today. Amen. Love Bruce. Uh, he started his uh, chemo treatments this week. And uh, I just believe the Lord's going to get get the glory when it's all said and done. So remember Bruce in prayer. Continue to remember the Gridleys. They need our prayers Miss Cheryl Filing, I saw Cheryl, she was in town for a few days this week, saw her and as of right now she's went back up to spend some more time in Missouri. We're not 100% sure what she's going to do long term. Her heart is here. She wants to be here, but she uh, said, I've got to do what God wants me to do. So how many of you will pray for Sister Cheryl that God will give her the direction that she needs? So remember her. Uh, in prayer, continue to remember Alana Pierce's mom, Crystal Falco. Remember her in prayer. Um, continue to remember Miss D. Remember Nellie Barm in prayer. Uh, Nellie needs our prayers. Michael also, Michael uh, health-wise. He's got some health issues going on. Remember him uh, in prayer. Miss Fanny Swatzel. This is Miss Denise Raider's uh, grandmother as she has been uh, at the rehab center over at Signature Health. Continue to pray for her also. Uh, obviously, remember the flood victims uh, in prayer. Uh, let's see, continue to remember Michael Knight. Remember him in prayer. Uh, remember Matt Cutchall. Remember him. Uh, remember Miss Peggy Bryson. Peggy uh, uh, texted me yesterday, and she's got the shingles. My, my. So, um, uh, obviously, she's not feeling well. So, remember Miss Peggy uh, in prayer. Also, her Daughter Pam needs our prayers. Remember Dylan uh, and Tori Bailey as this is their first Sunday as pastor and pastor's wife at Greystone Free Will Baptist Church. I'm so very proud of them. Uh, remember uh, Dylan and Tori and this newfound uh, adventure. Uh, remember Brother Randy and his turn. Randy and his family. Your wife has she had COVID, brother? Did I see that? Amen. Remember Randy's uh, wife as she's not been feeling well. Uh, with COVID. Pray for Josh today as Josh is preaching um, uh, today. So remember him. Also, uh, we need to pray for Elizabeth Ward. Pray for Elizabeth, but also pray for Oscar's brother, uh, Bert. Remember Bert Ward in prayer. It uh, looks like he's got kidney cancer. 
so we need to pray for Bert Ward. Most of all, he needs Jesus. So how many of you will make that a special matter of prayer? Remember Bert Ward in prayer. Good to have Jake back with us today. Amen. I'll tell you, I was having Jake withdrawals, but uh, uh, if there is such a thing, but uh, uh, amen. Uh, remember, he, uh, good to have you, brother. We love you dearly. I'm sure you've got some. I'm sure I've missed some, um, uh, but uh, go ahead and uh, give your request today. Amen. Remember Michael Barham, and I don't think Michael would mind me telling you it's post-COVID. It's COVID-related. And how long has it been since you had COVID, Michael? But I would say it probably goes back to the first time you had it, probably, right? Amen. So remember him in prayer. Somebody else? Amen. We were concerned with about mom. As uh, for those of you who don't know, she's had two bouts with can- no three bouts, right? Three bouts with cancer over uh, her lifetime, and uh, uh, you know we could have easily lost her at any time. Amen. But I tell you, she's stronger and stouter than most men half her age, and I say that by experience. Hallelujah. Uh, but uh, she uh, had a, a, a nodule or something they were worried about. They did an ultrasound on it Thursday, and the doctor said everything's fine. So praise the Lord for that. Isn't that good? Amen. To God be the glory. Also pray for my Uncle Ronnie in prayer. Somebody else this morning? Go ahead, Tyler. Amen, Todd. That is so true. Amen, brother. That's so good. So good. By the way, I've got your dad's Bible, and so don't leave today without getting that. Amen. And uh, also, my dad just requested, so pray for Tyler's dad and his brother. His dad recently uh, got saved. Praise the Lord for that. Amen. Amen. And then, did you say Harold and Sherry Foshi? Another uh, aunt and uncle of mine. Okay, the uh, prayer gathering at the courthouse will be next Saturday at 11 o'clock a.m. Don't forget that. Others? Okay. Remember Miss Janice King. We love her. It's good to have her today. It takes Janice and Carrie both to keep Tyler straight. I guarantee you that. And then some. Yeah, go ahead, Dolores. Amen. Amen. That's your uncle, is that right, Bill? What's the last name there? Dolly. Dave Dolly. All right. Other other requests today? 
Yeah, go ahead, Randy. My goodness. My goodness. Amen. It's it's bad for anybody to be sick, but especially these young children. Amen. So remember uh, uh, Randy's great-grandson in prayer. Amen. Others today. Otis, go ahead. She got COVID? Otis's mother has COVID. Saw somebody else. Go ahead, Jake. Chris Ketchall. Amen. Mike and Grace's children and grandchildren need to pray for our families, church. Yeah, go ahead, Tyler. Amen. This young child with kidney cancer. Amen. 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 All of our children and young people as they go back for another school year, pray for the teachers and uh, bus drivers and anybody involved in education, uh, amen. Uh, it is a world of darkness, but it's an opportunity uh, for those who are saved to shine the light of Jesus, amen. 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 Somebody else. Remember my daughter, uh, Christy, she had to have two doctors. She, she had uh, melanoma before. Hmm. Amen. I know a man who can. What's Christie's last name? Somebody else? Yeah, go ahead, Wayne. Praise the Lord. That's summer, is that right? Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise God. Any other requests today? Amen. Uncle Kenny's sister, Pat, in prayer. Anyone else? We've got a lot to pray about, don't we, church? 
Amen. Unspoken request. Yeah, go ahead, Bruce. I'm sorry. Okay. Amen. Remember pa- Pam Ward? We did uh, mention that Wednesday night, but uh, uh, this lady that uh, Bruce has been requesting prayer for some time, but uh, some complications with her chemotherapy. Amen. Lord knows, doesn't he? Amen. Unspoken request today by the uplifted hand, lost loved ones. Amen. Amen. I, we all have lost loved ones. Pray that God would get a hold of their hearts. Let's pray for our missionaries, pray for our nation, pray for our leaders. We need to pray for this world. Things just continue uh, to, um, to become very dicey uh, as far as militarily, uh, whether it be the ongoing war with Ukraine and Russia. You've got China and Taiwan over in the Pacific, and now things are really, really heating up between uh, Israel and uh, Iran and Hamas and it's just a matter of time before the powder keg is going to blow. Amen. But you know what that tells me? That tells me that we're that much closer to going home. Amen. We'll gather around the altar. If you'd like to join us, you can do so. If not, pray there in your seats. Lyle, you lead us in prayer, brother. Father, I love you today, Lord. I just thank you, Lord, for this opportunity, God, that you give me. Lord, just to gather, Lord, in your house and, Lord, be together with your people. Father, we don't deserve anything from you, unworthy, God. None of us, God, deserve anything from you. Lord, I'm thankful for everything you do for us on our behalf. Lord, surely, the presence of the Lord is in this place, God. Lord, I pray you just help us to take some time this morning just to set aside all the distractions and all the things that come between us and you. Lord, I pray that it'll be a little while, God, that we focus, Lord, Lord, on our Savior, Lord, the hope of heaven that we have. Lord, I pray today, Lord, that from the beginning to the end that you might be with us. And Lord, I pray whatever it is, your purpose and your reason for our gathering, Thank you. 
Father, maybe they're struggling financially, God. God, family issues, Father, or whatever it might be, God. Lord, I pray you give them peace, God, as they put their faith and trust in you. Lord, I love you. Lord, I praise you. Lord, just commit our service to you. Lord, when it's all said and done, Lord, we can say, look what the Lord's done, Father. Lord, we'll praise you in advance for who you are. In Jesus' name. All right, we'll uh, receive our uh, Sunday morning offering at this time. We, well, we've already got a couple of ushers, praise the Lord, they're trained. Uh, a couple of children, there's Christa, I need one more young lady, there's Jaylee, amen. Amen. Anthony, you lead us in prayer, brother. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we come to you today and we're just thankful again to be in your house. Lord, we pray that you meet with us today, Lord, and just pour out your spirit upon us. And God, again, we're thankful to give back to you. Lord, we just pray that you take it, Lord, and just use it as you see fit. Lord, we love you and we praise you. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. why we're here to bless the name of the Lord. Amen. He certainly is worthy of all our praise. Amen. Boy, I tell you, appreciate these missionary offerings as God continues to bless our missionary ministry. Uh, and uh, again, I do uh, believe that missions is, should be the heartbeat of every church because it was the Lord's heartbeat. Amen. Reaching, reaching souls, not just locally but around the world. All right, I'm going to ask Holly and Dad to come this morning as we're going to sing for you. Amen.
start in B and then go to G. You're thankful for the Lord's touch today. Amen. Amen. Sure. 
pray for my dad. He needs prayer. Amen. <laughs> <coughs> Girls, get up here.
I'll tell you what, I'm just thankful that I've got a home to go to. Yeah. Amen, aren't you? Amen. This world for the Christian, it's not home. It's just a temporary place uh, for us to dwell uh, and uh, survive and get by until one day we finally make it home. The Bible says that our home will be a place uh, with foundations. And what that means is that we're going to be there a little while. Amen? Praise God, and I'm thankful for that. But what makes it home is that's where the Lord's going to be. And if it weren't for Him being there, I wouldn't want to be there. Amen? But Jesus is what's going to make heaven home. Some call it heaven. I call it home. Amen. Praise God. But I'm thankful for the fact that He touched me, aren't you? And not just somebody or anybody, but Jesus touched me, and I've never been the same since that. Turn with me in your Bibles this morning, if you will, to Mark chapter number 5. Mark chapter number 5. Just really, really believe this is uh, the Lord's will for the service today. And... uh, Amen. I'm thankful when the Lord gives us not just a message to preach, but the message that we need to hear. And uh, I tell you, sometimes the Lord plays cat and mouse with us and makes us wonder, well, uh, am I going to have anything today? But then just at the last moment, he comes in and says, there it is. And that's what he did for us today. Amen. Let's all stand all over the house. Amen. Mark chapter number five. We're going to begin reading in verse number 25. Where the Bible says, And a certain woman, which had an issue of blood twelve years, and had suffered many things of many physicians, and she had spent all that she had, and was nothing bettered, but rather grew worse. When she had heard of Jesus, how many of you are thankful for the day that you heard about Jesus? Amen. Came in the press behind and touched his garment. For she said, If I may, may touch but his clothes. And in another passage in Matthew, it says that uh, she believed if she had just touched the hem of his garment. Boy, I tell you, it doesn't take much to get a touch from the Lord. Amen. Uh, I shall be whole, or whole, and straightway, or immediately, the fountain of her blood was dried up. And she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. You might underline that word felt. But you know, it's one thing to feel a certain way, but it's something different to know it. Amen. She feels it right now, but a little later on down the road, she's going to know what she felt. Amen. Praise God. Aren't you thankful for those little words in the Bible? Uh, that make, makes uh, all the difference. She felt that she was healed of the plague. And Jesus immediately knowing in Himself that virtue had gone out of Him, turned Him about in the press and said, Who touched my clothes? And His disciples said unto Him, Thou seest the multitude thronging thee, and sayest thou, Who touched me? And He looked round about to see her that had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. And he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. 
Not just part of the way whole, but all the way whole. Amen. Jesus doesn't just do a halfway job. Can I get a witness? Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. With the Lord's help today, I want to preach on this thought, will you touch Jesus? Jake, turn me up please. Father in heaven, I love you and I thank you for your goodness. Thank you, Lord, for the privilege that we have, Lord, to gather in this place, Father. Thank you, Lord, that we can come to church and, Lord, we can worship you. And, Father, Lord, we can uh, sing the songs of praise and, Lord, we can gather together in prayer, give our offerings to you. Uh, Lord, but Father, what's most important is to hear a word from you. And Lord, I don't have a word in myself or uh, God, it's not my opinions or my thoughts or my philosophies or my ideas that can make a difference. But Lord, I'm thankful, Lord, that just one word from you, God, can change our lives. Just like one touch, Father, can change our lives. So also one word, God, can make all the difference. So, Lord, use your word to penetrate our hearts and, Lord, just uh, Lord, have an effect on us, God. Help us not to be distracted by any hindrance or anything that might stand in the way in between us receiving from you. And, God, uh, God we're going to thank you and praise you in advance for who you are and what you do. Lord, you said that if you be lifted up, you'd draw all men into yourself. We're going to do our best today to make as much of Jesus as we possibly can. God, honor your word, exalt your son by way of your humble servant. We're going to praise you in advance for what you do in this place. Uh, Lord, in Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people say it. You may be seated. And again, uh, the thought for today is this. Will you touch Jesus? Obviously, a wonderful story of this woman who was in desperate need of a healing touch from the Lord. How many of you today would say, Preacher, in one way or another, whether it be myself or somebody that's very dear and close to my heart, they need a touch from the Lord. Amen? I hope that you'll get some help today. Uh, I'm glad that the Lord's able to touch us, aren't you? Amen. Amen. And I'm thankful that one touch from the Lord makes all the difference. According to our text, because of her persistent willingness Listen, to do whatever she had to do to be able to reach out and touch Jesus. She was miraculously healed of the illness that had plagued her for 12 long years. And as I consider these verses, I believe the Lord gave me some truths regarding what it's going to take if we're really going to be able to get some help from the Lord in our world today. And uh, friend, I'm telling you, our world needs a touch from heaven. Amen. Our, uh, our children, our kids, as they enter back into another school year, you know, more than an education, uh, amen, more than philosophies and ideologies and some newfound LGBT movement trying to convince them that there's somebody else other than whom God created them to be. I'm telling you what our young people need today, what our teachers, what our school systems right here in Greene County, Tennessee need more than anything else is a touch from heaven. Amen. Our families need a touch from the Lord. Uh, Amen. Would you raise your hand today and say, my family needs the Lord's touch. Can I just say this morning that United Baptist Church needs the Lord's touch. Friend, I'm telling you without... Uh, without His presence. 
Without His Spirit, all is vain unless the Spirit of the Holy One comes down. Amen. Our churches for, for way too long, they've been dead and dried up. Amen. They resemble more of a funeral home than they do the Lord's house. But I'm telling you, we need the Lord's touch. I believe the Lord touches. I believe everybody would know about it. Amen. I don't believe we'd have to worry about uh, drawing a crowd. I, I believe they'd come to see uh, something that's on fire. Well, amen. Not because of my touch. Not because of your touch. Amen. But because of the touch of the Holy Ghost from heaven. Amen. Oh, I'm telling you, our nation needs a touch. America needs a touch. Uh, I, there's more confusion in this land than there ever has been. I, I, I don't want to get too far off track today. I want to stay on point for the most part. But I just have to hit one thing, if you don't mind. I'm telling you, just when you think you've saw it all, then you see something else. Uh, I, I saw this week uh, on YouTube where uh, a young lady, and I'm not talking about... Uh, I mean, I mean she, was a, she was a fairly attractive young lady. Looked like she had her life together. Amen. Uh, but she was making an altar to her abortion. Can I say that again? She was making an altar. And she was using all of these new age and all of these crystals and all of these... Uh, amen... Uh, 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 all of these seances and can I just say demonic influences uh, to show others how that they can actually make an altar and make an offering up. And she was using, uh, amen, the leftover parts of her dead baby to offer up. You say, who was she? She, is off, she may not have said it, but she is offering up to the devil. That's what she is doing. Amen. And, I, and I'm not throwing off on her per se. Uh, she's confused. She's deceived. Amen. She has been influenced. And, and we've got uh, uh, a world that is filled with people who don't know where to turn to, don't know what to do. They're confused, they're hopeless, they're helpless. But I'm telling you what would uh, be a good fix and a good remedy to the situation if they'd just get a hold of the Holy Ghost and if they'd just receive a touch from heaven. I'm telling you, our world needs a touch. Our leaders need a touch. Our preachers need a touch. Our pulpits need a touch. Amen. I'm telling you, we could go on and on and on, and at every level of society, we need the Lord's touch. Do you agree with me on that? Let me just share some things with you about how to get some help from the Lord. Sometimes we make this thing too complicated. I'm not here to impress you today. I'm, I'm here to point you uh, towards the one and in the direction of the one that is able to give you the hope and the help that you need. I'm telling you, we come up with all kinds of uh, contraptions and all kinds of foolish man-made ideologies and philosophies on how to fix the world. And amen, we want to pin the, the tail on every proverbial donkey that exists on why we're in the shape we're in. We play the, the blame game as to whose fault it is and 
which political uh, party is responsible, amen. But honey, I'm telling you, there's plenty enough blame to go around. It's not the Republicans' part, uh, fault. It's not the Democrats' fault. Amen. It's all of our fault. And the only one that can fix the mess that we're in is in the Lord. You help me to preach today. Don't you be dead dead in here today. I need your help this morning. So let's look at this woman. First of all, a condition. And a certain woman which had an issue of blood. Did you notice it didn't even give her name? Now just in in the verses right above it, it talks about a very prominent a very powerful and a very important man who was a centurion by the name of Jairus, amen. And, uh, amen, he got help from the Lord, but you don't have to be a powerful man. You don't have to be a popular person, amen. You don't just have to be a man, you can be a woman too, amen. And I'm thankful that the Lord is willing to touch and to help anybody who'd reach out to Him. But a certain woman, she had an issue of blood, Here we see that this issue of blood most scholars refer to as being some form of continuous blood hemorrhage that had afflicted her. And you think about this for a total of 12 years. It's a wonder she was even alive. Amen? Now the fact, you you think about this, the fact that that her issue had to do with blood her illness had to do with a blood issue, means that she would have been declared ceremonially unclean. She was supposed to distance herself from normal society. She probably had very few friends. Uh, amen. Nobody wanted anything to do with her. She was probably very lonely. But I'm telling you, I'm thankful today that even though uh, she might have been unclean, there was somebody who wanted to help her. And somebody who wasn't, uh, who was not afraid to identify or affiliate himself with this woman. Amen. You say, preacher, why is that important? Well, just like this woman for I got saved, I was unclean too. Anybody else in the house today, preacher, before I met Jesus, I was in an unclean, uh, estate. Amen. Nobody wanted to, anything to do with me. Uh, praise God, I wasn't on the upper echelon. I was an outcast. I was a down and out. Anybody know what the preacher's talking about? But I'm thankful that somebody uh, cared enough and was not afraid to identify himself with me. Amen. The religious crowd might not have wanted anything to do with me. Hallelujah. But the Savior cared enough. Amen. To meet me during my time of need. Nobody else may care for him, but Jesus does. Amen. Even though I was unclean. Amen. I'm thankful I met the one who was clean. Glory to God, I feel like preaching. Y'all's dead's a hammer today. Praise God. Y'all must uh, must be enjoy, spent the weekend enjoying your last few days of summer before school starts back. Amen. Let's get, let's get with it today and let's worship the Lord and praise Him for touching us and help us. Aren't you thankful He didn't come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance? They that are whole need not a physician, but they that are sick. The Son of Man came to seek that and to save that which was lost. Amen. If you're unclean today, you're a perfect candidate to be touched by the Master. Amen. 
You know what an absolute shame it is that so many uh, so-called Christian people don't want any, uh, anything to do with the very people Jesus came to die for. Amen. Well, they're, they're, they're not clean enough for us. They're not welcome here because they don't dress the way we think they ought to dress. They don't talk the way we want them to talk. They don't live up to our standard. Friend, bless God, I'm telling you, you didn't live up to God's standard before He saved you out of the mulch and mire of hell. I'm telling you, uh, amen, there ought not be any sinner that's too uh, lost, amen, that, that doesn't have the confidence to come to United Baptist Church and feel welcome, amen, uh, amen, if they need a touch from God. Amen. I'm thankful, amen, that the Lord's still in the business of, of touching the drug addicts, aren't you? I'm thankful that the uh, Amen that the that the Lord's still in the business of touching the orphans, Amen, and the fatherless, uh, Amen. He's still in the business of touching, uh, Amen, uh, the divorced, Hallelujah, Amen. And, and listen, uh, He's still in the business of touching, Amen, the homosexuals. Can I get a witness today? I believe the Lord. Uh, amen. Still wants to touch somebody in this day. Hey, do you believe the Lord's still able to, to help us? Do you still listen? I'd quit preaching if I thought that God still wasn't able to reach out and touch. Uh, amen. The worst sinner. Amen. Why? Because I know what He did for me, and if He did it for me, He can do it for you as well. Duration: twelve years. Twelve years is a long time, isn't it? Especially to be sick. She had been, this is, uh, uh, amen, she had been in this unclean condition for a total of 12 years. This wasn't just any ordinary trial, this was an affliction. Uh, amen, an affliction is an, uh, an ongoing uh, trial. Something that just, it seems like that it'll uh, never go away. Amen. Uh, what, what this tells me, the fact that she'd been in this unclean state for 12 years, it tells me that if she were not careful, she would have lost hope of ever being healed of her condition. But I'm convinced today, friend, that if she'd ever given up, amen, uh, if she'd ever lost hope of finding the help to cure her from the disease, then she would have probably never been he healed of her. Can I say to you that in order to get help, you've got to have hope. If you ever lose hope, you're no longer a candidate to receive help. And sometimes when we've dealt with the same thing over and over and over, anybody know what the preacher's talking about today? It just seems like it won't go away. It just keeps coming back. And maybe that's a besetting sin. Or, a, amen, something, a bad habit that, that just keeps uh, nagging at our heels. Amen. I want to say this morning, even though you're saved, that doesn't mean uh, that God's delivered you from the old body of this flesh. Your flesh is a reality. And some people think, well, you know, I get saved and I'm never going to be tempted again. <laughs> Well, you, matter, you, you must be better off than the Apostle Paul. I mean, as a mature veteran of the faith, he said, what I want to do, I don't do. What I don't want to do, I find myself doing. That reminds me of myself, hallelujah. Who shall deliver me from the body of this death? 
But then he went right over and said, there's no condemnation <laughs> to them who are in Christ Jesus. Hey, the devil wants to condemn you. The devil wants to cause you to live in a state of guilt, even though the Lord has set you free. Can I just say this day, if the Son therefore sets you free, you shall be free indeed. Don't you feel guilty about what God's delivered you from? Amen? Uh, but I, again, 12 long years. And, and you see, time, you know, uh, it, it, what time does, if we're not careful, it'll rob us of our hope. But hey, the truth is, it might just not be time yet. Your time's not God, God's time. Amen? Your timing uh, may not be according... Excuse me. Your time might not be according to God's timing. God is not... I need help preaching today. Will you pray for me? I mean, the devil is fighting. I mean, he's trying to keep somebody from getting the touch that they stand in need of. But listen... God is not a God of time, but He is a God of timing. I mean, you know what the Bible says? For they that wait on the Lord. Well, that's where I, I need to be on the altar right there because I don't like to wait for nothing. The Bible says, They that wait upon the Lord, they shall renew their strength. They shall run and not be weary. And they shall walk and not faint. It also says that in due season, we shall reap if we faint not. It didn't say in your season or in my season, but it says in due season, according to His timing, we will reap if we faint not. Some of you have been doing a whole lot. Uh, listen, I'm just minding the Lord today. Some of you have been doing a lot of sowing you put a whole lot of hard work and effort, blood, sweat, and tears, uh, amen, on getting help for whatever it is you need to be delivered from. Amen. The truth is, it just might not be your season yet. Amen. In due season, if you'll just keep on sowing, if you'll just keep on working, if you'll just keep on trying and put forth the effort to do whatever you have to do to get a touch from the Savior... In due season, you shall reap if you faint not. What, happened, what would have happened to this woman had a fainted before she was able to touch the Lord? She would have never been healed. Too many people here, too big a crowd, there's no way I could ever get close enough to touch Jesus. I'm just going to, I mean, I've tried everything I could possibly try. I've went to the physicians. They've taken advantage of me. They've stolen uh, my money. They promised me everything, but yet I still hadn't re received a touch. I'm just going to give up and be content with mine. Don't ever be content with your infirmity. Don't ever be content for whatever, with whatever it is that's afflicting you and holding you back and keeping you from obtaining and receiving that which God has in store for your life. I'm saying that in due season, you will reap if you faint not. Oh, i got to be careful. I'm sounding like a prosperity preacher. Hallelujah. 
Y'all going to think Joel Osteen's in the pulpit today. Say, no, preacher, we won't think that. Hallelujah. Where there is no hope, there will be no help. But as long as there is hope, there's an opportunity to find help. Have you lost hope today? Do you know that's the problem in our world today? There's a lot of people that have lost hope. There's a lot of Christians who've given up on ever receiving a touch from the Master. There's a lot of pastors that are ready to give up and quit and throw, on the, throw in the towel because the devil's convinced them that there's no hope for ever seeing revival again. Friend, I'm telling you, as long as there's a God, there's an opportunity. As long as there's a Heavenly Father, there's an opportunity for hope. Amen. Or for help. And because there's an opportunity for help, amen, there's no reason for us to lose hope in receiving that which we stand in need of. Many of you raised your hand at the first of the message and say, Preacher, I need something from the Lord. I need something in my life that no man can do for me. I've tried. I've went everywhere to get some help. Amen. And as a result, I am in danger of giving up and losing hope. Amen. Don't you let the devil rob you of hope. Amen. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. I believe there's some substance and some evidence out there that God has in store for His people. Amen. But if we'll just, uh, amen, maintain our hope, I believe that we'll see that which that we're hoping for. Amen. Praise God. Desperation. And she had suffered, verse 26, many things of many physicians, and she had spent all she had. She had gone to great lengths and had put forth a tremendous amount of effort to be healed. But in spite of everything she had done, she had yet to be able to find anybody who could help her. I believe the text seems to indicate that she had been taken advantage of financially by these physicians who had promised the world and had given her nothing. Hey, listen, that ought to ring a bell. Hallelujah. The doctors today, they'll promise us the world and then leave us hanging out to dry. Jesus, the great physician, He won't do that. Amen? Praise the Lord. But you say, preacher, what's important about this? She never got the help she needed until she became desperate. Let me say that again. She never got the help that she needed until she became desperate. Do you know that's why people ne- a lot of people never get a touch from the Lord? Because they never get desperate for a touch. Amen? You will never be touched by the Lord casually or carelessly or by accident. And sometimes I'm convinced that the reason the Lord uh, allows His touch to delay and to hesitate and to wait, amen, is because He wants to bring us uh, to that point of desperation to where we're willing to do whatever we have to do to get the touch. Let me ask you today, are you willing to do whatever you have to do to get a touch from the Lord? If not, you're probably not a candidate to get a touch from the Master. 
We're just, you know what's holding the church back more than anything? We're not desperate enough. It's just, we, hey, listen, we'd rather let, uh, amen, a world uh, full of women uh, with an issue of blood, of unclean sinners, we'd rather let them walk around without hope than we would become desperate about helping them receive a touch from the Savior. Amen. Boy, it's time for the people of God to, to become desperate about sinners. Amen. Deterioration. And she was none better, but rather she continued to grow worse and worse. Uh, she wanted to be healed. Uh, I'm telling you, friends, unclean people don't get help from Jesus when they approach Him in a casual manner. Amen. I you'll never get a touch from God by accident or coincidence, but you'll get help when you decide that you're willing to go to whatever extremes necessary to do whatever it takes to get the help you need. Attention, verse 27, when she heard about Jesus. <laughs> Isn't that good? Amen. Uh, this world's trying to find somebody to help them. Can I point you to the one that's able? His name's Jesus. I can't take a heart that's broken and make it over again. But I know a man who can. I can't take a heart that's sin sick and wash it whiter than snow. But hallelujah, praise His name. I know a man who can. Child, do you need somebody to help you in your life? Let me tell you about my Jesus. His love is strong. His grace is free. He'll do for you. What he's done for me. Let me. Hey, how many of you are thankful for the day? Amen. That in your time of desperation, in your time of helplessness and hopelessness, somebody loved you enough to tell you about Jesus. The reason that she heard about Jesus is because somebody cared enough to point her towards the one who was able. She didn't just hear about him by accident, somebody had to tell her about Jesus. Determination. She came in the press behind. There was something. Can I say this today, friend? I, I really am. I believe God wants to help somebody today. I really do. There will always be something standing in the way between you receiving the touch that you need. Getting a touch from the Lord's never easy. The devil, I promise you, will put some kind of obstacle or obstruction or roadblock in your path that to keep you uh, and to hold you back from getting the touch that you need. The question is, do you want it bad enough to do what you, what you want to do? Do you know that's the reason a lot of people don't get help from the Lord? Because they just don't want it bad enough. They're just not willing to do what they have to do. They're not willing to run through the troop, leap over the wall, and face the giant. I promise you, friend, uh, amen, the Lord wants you to get a touch. The devil wants to keep you from being touched. 
Can I say that again? The Lord wants you to get a touch. The devil wants to keep you. And he's going to put something in your way. Amen. To keep you from receiving that which you stand in need of. Do you, does it mean enough to you to be willing to do what you... Amen. This woman, she needed a touch for 12 long years. Amen. But she never gave up. She never quit. She kept going until she received that which she needed. Getting help from the Lord's not always easy. Amen. She was willing to press through the crowd. Amen. And listen, she shouldn't have even been there. She was unclean. If they'd found out about her being there, she could have probably been killed because she was ceremonially unclean. But that didn't hold her back. That didn't keep her. Amen. She was willing to go to desperate measures to get a touch from above. Amen. That's right. That's where I'm getting to, Sam. <laughs> Sam's preaching for me. That's all right. That's why I like. At least I know Sam's listening to the preaching. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Aggression. And she touched his garment. Notice, in order for her to get a touch, she had to be willing to reach out and touch. Hey, instead of waiting for somebody to touch her, she was willing to reach out by faith and touch Jesus. You know, a lot of, and again, I'm just trying, I'm trying to be real today. The reason, you say, preacher, I can't figure out why the Lord hadn't touched me. When's the last time you tried to reach out and touch Him? Amen. I say, I need help from the Lord. A lot of people sit around waiting for the Lord to help them, but they're not willing to do anything themselves to get the help that they need. Lord ain't in the business of giving handouts. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Uh, amen. God doesn't want us to be in the business of mooching off of Him. We've got to be willing to do our part. We've got to take the responsibility within ourselves. Amen. To be willing to press on. Amen. And to have the faith to reach out and touch Him, believing that in return, He's going to stand still and give us the touch we need. So, oh, I need a touch from the Lord. Well, when's the last time? You was willing to take time to reach out to touch the Lord. So I need help. When's the last time you prayed for help? Amen. People say, oh, I can't understand why my life's in a mess. But yet they wouldn't darken a church door if somebody put a gun to their head. Nobody loves me. Nobody cares about me. Why don't we take the initiative to do what you see, this is, a, this is an active and a re reactive thing. God is the one that gives the touch. But yet the reactive part, uh, amen, is He expects us to be willing to reach out and touch Him, expecting to re receive a touch from Him in return. In other words, we want Him to do all the work for us. I mean, the Bible says David encouraged himself. In the Lord. Uh, you say, oh, nobody called me on the phone. Nobody visited me. Nobody sent me a text. Nobody cares about me. Amen? God ain't ever done... I mean, what have you done for the Lord? See, this is a two-way street. It's not just Him doing for us. It's also about us doing for Him. 
as well. Uh, amen. A lot of people want God to give them everything, but they ain't willing to do nothing. Let me say that again. They want God to do it all, but they're not willing to do anything for Him. And as a result, they ain't never got a touch. Amen. See, this thing, oh, and I am getting in trouble. Now, this thing, it is called a labor of love. Amen. Helping people and touching people and bringing people to the place and to the one who's able to touch them, it requires hard work and it requires effort. problem is most people ain't willing to lift a finger to help nobody. They say they want people to be helped. They say they want, uh, amen, uh, sinners to be touched, but they're not willing to do anything to touch the sinner, believing that in return the Lord will touch them. Yeah, man, that's good preaching. Hallelujah. I may not be helping nobody else, but me and the Lord is having a time today. Satisfaction. Now, did you know there's no excuse for anybody? Do you know sometimes all it takes... Let me me show you this morning just how easy it is to receive a touch from the Lord. Do you know some of the easiest and the most simple things become the hardest? Because the devil wants to... Do you know what the devil is? He's a confuser, but he's also a complicator. (laughs) Do you know why this world is so complicated? Anybody agree with me? Say, preacher, the world's complicated. My life is complicated. Amen. The devil is a complicator. God is a simplifier. Oh, I, I, I could make some money off that. Amen. I ought to patent that one. <laughs> the devil is a complicator. The Lord's a simplifier. The, the devil is the author of confusion. And when God is doing everything that He possibly can to touch somebody, Amen. And they're just sitting around just like, Well, Lord, what? Amen. Lord's saying, You've got to do your part. Sam said, You've got to take that first step. I mean, all that could be standing in between you and getting the touch that you need from the Lord is, is being willing to humble yourself and get out of your seat and walk down an old-fashioned aisle. Amen. If she wasn't willing to press through the crowd, she would have never received the touch that she needed. It's that simple. You do your part, God will do His. Amen. You say, how simple was it? She didn't even have to touch Jesus. All she had to do was touch His garment. (laughs) There were just too many people there. Uh, Amen. She was obscured. Nobody even knew she was there except for one. And have anybody ever been a... What is it when when you're afraid of crowds? What is that phobia? That ain't cluster. That's... Social anxiety, there's a phobia. And somebody, I want somebody tonight to tell me what the phobia is when you're afraid of crowds. But you ever been in a big crowd? I mean, I'm talking about to where you just can't hardly move because everybody's pressing against you. In other words, you can't really determine your own movements. You're just going with the flow because there's so many people pressing against you. Did you know that Nobody in that situation knew probably that that woman was there but Jesus. 
But I believe, and this is Baileyology, this isn't necessarily what the Bible says. I believe that Jesus strategically manipulated His movements just to make sure He could get close enough for that woman to touch Him. (laughs) What seemed like an impossibility became a reality in her life just because she was willing to get close enough not to touch His body, but to touch His garment. And the, and the account in Matthew says the very hem. <laughs> hey, I, in other words, if I could just touch his shoestring. <laughs> Can I say this today? It doesn't take much to get a touch. Oh, we ought to be shouting it out today. Boy, it's harder to preach than it ever has been. It's thick. Today, I mean, it's everything I can just to muster enough energy to get a word out of my mouth. But I'm telling you today, all it takes is a little bit of touch from the Lord. It doesn't take much to get a touch. <laughs> if I could but touch. Cheryl, I'd say you remember Levada and Homer Ray singing that song. If I could but touch. <laughs> The hem of his garment. Friend, the devil's trying to confuse you and complicate you and, and, and make this thing out a whole lot. Don't let the, the devil's complications cause you to go to hell. But all you need is to have enough faith to reach out and touch him, believing in response that he will touch you. Amen. One touch is, is enough. Amen. Conviction. For she said, if I may touch but is closed. See, this is important. She had faith to believe that she would be healed by simply touching the Savior's garment. Let me ask you today, was there any reason for anybody when this situation was over, did anybody have the right to question whether this woman had faith? No. Because she was willing to go to great lengths. She was willing to face the opposition. She was willing to overcome the obstacles just believing that if she could just touch His clothes, she would be... That's great faith, friend. Now there's a transformation. Verse 29, And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of the plague. But notice that word felt. We're saved by faith. And not by feeling. Friend, it's possible that this lady felt as if she had been touched. But if it hadn't gone any further than that, even though she had been touched, the devil could have crept up into her mind and said, have you really been touched? We dealt with that last week, didn't we? As far as assurance. Amen. Uh, Amen. We need to not just feel like we've been touched, But we need to know beyond a shadow of a doubt that we've been touched. All right, recognition. And oh, I love this. And Jesus immediately knowing in Himself. He knew it. He recognized it. Even though there were masses and multitudes and crowds that thronged and surrounded Him, and it would have been so easy for Him to be distracted 
Amen. By all the clutter. Yet Jesus immediately recognized it when somebody reached out for a touch. Can I say this to you today? Jesus is never distracted by the clutter. Amen. Uh, you don't ever have to worry about talking to Jesus. And although He's there in body, He's not there in mind. Because He's got the focus of His attention on somebody else. Friend, Jesus is, and I've said this before, and I'm going to continue to say it, Jesus is not just interested in the masses and the multitudes. He's concerned about the individuals. In fact, I believe He could have cared less about all that throng because He knew most of them were shallow and fake and insincere, but He knew there was one lady in that crowd that was willing to do whatever she had to do. And He was going to make sure He was available for her to receive a touch. Amen. We need to be concerned about individuals too, like Jesus. I'm closing down. A lot of you wanted to go home 30 minutes ago. Foundation, that virtue had gone out of Him. Amen. It wasn't the woman's touch that healed her. It was His touch. <laughs> Friend, you can touch. You can reach. Make sure that you reach out to the one who's really able to help you. And to touch you. A lot of people are willing to put forth the effort, give money to those who couldn't help them even if they wanted to. But I'm telling you, this woman reached out to the one, amen, that uh, was able to issue virtue and authority and power to truly heal her of her infirmity. Amen. The virtue. How many of you have ever experienced virtue from the Lord? I promise you, if you're saved, you have. Why? Because, amen, nobody experiences the virtue and the touch of God and staying in the same condition. Amen, if the, the Savior touches you, you'll know it and your life will never be the same. Question, turned about in the press and said, who touched my clothes? Now listen, the fact of the matter is, and I'm trying to wrap this thing up, this woman had been touched, she had been healed, and there wasn't anything anybody else could do about it. But Jesus wanted to make sure she had the assurance of the fact that she had truly been touched. And that is whereas up to this point, don't you miss this, everything about this situation had been private. Probably nobody else in that crowd knew about this powerful. Friend, you don't ever know what's going on in a church service. When you're in a crowd... Amen. Don't you allow yourself to be distracted by the fact that there may be somebody around you that is desperately looking for a touch. Amen. Nobody, everybody was oblivious to this but her and Jesus. But now, listen to me today as we finish up, that which had been done in private, Jesus was getting ready to reveal in public. Can I say to you, that getting touched by the Master is not a private thing. It's a public matter. Jesus died for you publicly. So He expects us to live for Him publicly. Well, I believe faith is a private matter. Show me that in the Bible. No. I, I, I knocked on a lady's door one day. I ended up getting bit by her little snotty-nosed dog. Football! No, I'm just kidding. Amen. And she opened that door. She looked at me and she, can I help you, sir? 
I said, here we go. And I said, yes, ma'am. I said, I'm pastor of United Baptist Church right out here a little ways beyond your house. And I said, uh, just want to know, do you go to church anywhere? Well, sir, I don't think that's any of your business. That's a private matter. <laughs> I wish Sam would have been with me. <laughs> I said, ma'am, and I tried to be polite. I said, pardon me, I said, but I believe Jesus has made it my business. Whether or not sinners die and go to hell, it's not a private matter. Amen? And again, what Jesus was doing, He was getting ready to take that which had been done privately and expose it publicly all right can i say this and i gotta throw this in here that's where baptism comes in we we gotta have a baptism all right let's just say that before the month of august is over we're going to have a baptism and 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 you say preacher why is it important to do it in august because you don't want to go into horse creek in september or october (laughs) and even if you want to i don't so we're getting ready to have a baptism. So if you want to be baptized, if you've been saved, and you've been baptized, or have not been baptized, if you've been saved, I mean the first step of obedience is to be baptized. And to profess Christ publicly for what He's done for you privately and personally. I don't know. I may let somebody else baptize Tyler. I'm afraid he's going to kill me. Hallelujah. Amen? You say, preacher, why does that matter? Well, it's about assurance. You know what will give you more victory and assurance? We had some last week, and I, didn't, I tried not to make a, a public spectacle at it, but they came forward, not in order to be saved, but because they were saved. But to get assurance and to make their profession known public. public. Amen. And if I were guessing, and I'm not going to put any of them on the spot, they'd say, boy, it sure has felt a lot better this week. Because now I don't have to feel guilty wondering whether I'm really saved and whether or not I'm ashamed of what the Lord's done for me. I mean, He was crucified openly, naked. He was spat upon. He was ridiculed. But yet we're not willing to publicly profess before others what He's done for us. All right? Turned him back in the press of who touched my clothes. Oh, I love those disciples. His disciples said unto him, Thou seest the multitude thronging thee, and sayest, Who touched me? Jesus, are you crazy? <laughs> uh, you would think that they'd been around him long enough now to know better. I don't want to be one of those guys. They were oblivious to what the Lord was doing. I want to be sensitive to what God's doing in the lives of others. Confession. And he looked round about to see her that had done this thing. So he already knew. He knew. He looked at her. Where's she at? <laughs> but the woman, fearing and trembling. Why? Because she wasn't even supposed to be there because she is unclean. Knowing. You see that? Not just feeling, but knowing. Friend, there is a difference between feeling like you're saved 
and knowing. I'm thankful that my salvation is not just a feel-so or a hope-so. Because i got news for you. Can I confess today, this preacher don't always feel saved. I see the halos going on. Ding! Preacher, we ain't like you. I feel saved every day. Just hold on a little while. The devil will make you doubt. But maybe you feel it right now. But I'm telling you, you can know that you know. John said it this way. He said, these things were written that you may know you have eternal life. And friend, you may feel a certain way right now, but before this service is over, you can know for sure. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. You say, preacher, what's the only thing better than being saved? Being saved and knowing it. Yeah, man. Affirmation. And he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. This lady hadn't known a day of peace in 12 years. But she left there that day after being willing to go to extreme levels to get a touch from Jesus. And it was all said and done. Not only did she know the God of peace, but she had the peace which passeth all understanding. Let's all stand. Her, her confession produced confidence. Yeah, go ahead, Mike. What is it? Agoraphobia is a fear of people. I think every pastor's got agoraphobia. Can I get a witness today? Certain people, yes. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Preacher, in one way or another, either myself or I know somebody who is in desperate need of a touch from the Lord. Not just salvation. Whether it be health, whether it be finances, whether it be a family touch, Preacher, in one way or another, either myself or somebody I know is in desperate need of a touch from the Lord. All over the house, hands are going up. Preacher, the truth of the matter is because either myself or the ones that I love and care about, they've been in this condition for so long, the devil is tempting me to give up and to lose hope that they'll ever get the touch that they need. I see those hands all over the house. Friend, I'm telling you, don't you let the devil rob you of your hope. Amen. Because if he can get your hope, he'll have you help too. Preacher, pray that I would always be sensitive in my life to other people who need a touch from the Master. Pray that I wouldn't allow the devil to distract me so that I miss out on helping somebody get to Jesus so they might receive a touch. Finally, I'm telling you, friend, He wants to touch you. Can I say it again? He wants to touch you. But are you willing to do what you have to do 
so that you might get a touch. Not from the preacher. Not from the political party in Washington, but that so that you might receive the touch from the only one that's able to help you, and that is the touch of the Master. Friend, don't expect Him to do all the work. Sitting back and say, I'm waiting for Him to come to me. When are you going to come to Jesus? After all He went through, He walked that lonely road of Calvary just so that you might be able to get a touch. All He expects from you is to get out of your seat, walk down an aisle, kneel down at an old-fashioned altar, and let somebody show you in the Word of God how you can be touched and your life can be changed. Anybody raise your hand today and say, Preacher, I am the one who needs a touch. I see those hands. I see that hand. I'm the one that needs the touch. Others today, I'm the one. Preacher, pray that I wouldn't wait when the Lord's saying, come to me. Press on. Do what you got to do to get the touch that you need. Finally, maybe you're saved today. You feel saved, but you need to know that you know that you know you're saved. I'm telling you, friend, confidence comes through confession. If you want to gain the assurance of your salvation, you need to publicly confess Jesus Christ as your Lord and as your Savior. Some are coming today. You don't have to wait for me to tell you to come. You come if the Lord would have you to come. Praise God. Hallelujah. How about it, friend? The Bible says, If thou shalt confess with thy mouth and believe in thine heart, thou shalt be saved. For whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. Friend, he wasn't ashamed of you. Why would you be ashamed of him? Well, I believe that God wants somebody to step out of their seat, walk down an old-fashioned altar, either for salvation or because of salvation, to confess Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. If you've not done that, why don't you do it? Heavenly Father, I love You. Lord, thank You for Your presence. Thank You for Your help. Lord, it's not been easy to preach today, but God, You've given us the help that we need. Lord, I pray that the devil wouldn't win the victory. There's always going to be an obstacle between somebody getting the touch that they need. And Father, the devil's tried to hinder that today. Lord, I pray that You give the breakthrough. Lord, I pray, Father, right now, this very moment, that You'd help somebody step out and walk down the aisle and confess You as Lord and Savior. We're going to praise You in advance. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Grace, would you play He Touched Me? Would you go back and play He Touched Me? Amen. How about you, friend? Do you need a touch from the Lord while these are praying? Shackled by a heavy burden. Sing it with me, church. Neath the load of guilt and shame. There of Jesus me and now I 
the same. Oh, if that's your testimony, sing it out now. He touched me. Oh, He touched How about it, friend? As the Savior draws you and woos you unto Himself. And all oh, the joy that floods my soul. Something and now I know, and now I know He touched me and made me whole. Second verse. Since I'm as displayed, why don't you step out, friend, and get the touch you need? The Lord's drawn him into yourself. Since He cleansed and made me whole. Oh, I love this. Oh, I love it. I will never cease. <laughs> All because of His touch. Why don't you come today? Shout it while He eternity rose. Why don't you come? He touched me. Oh, He touched, thank God, and all oh, the joy that floods my soul. Something happened. <laughs> Something happened, and now I know He touched me and made me sing that chorus again drop the music grace let's lift it up to the Lord why don't you come he touched me oh he touched me and oh the joy that floods my soul. Something happened and now I know He touched me and made me isn't that a wonderful, wonderful song? How many of you are thankful you know what it is to be touched by the Master? Amen. And friend, it's never too late, even after the service, if God would have you to, to come and receive that touch. You just grab somebody. Grab your family member. Grab the preacher or the preacher's wife by the arm. I'd rather lead a sinner to Jesus than to shake hands with the church folk. Amen. So we'd be glad to show you how you could receive that touch. Amen. I appreciate the Lord today, don't you? Yeah, go ahead, Sarah. Yes. Bless her, Lord. My, my. Mama. Yes, it does. 
Remember Sherry Calkin in prayers. How many of you would honor that request? Amen. Praise the Lord. I appreciate it. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. Amen. I appreciate the Lord today, and I hope you have received the help that you need. Amen. This time we'll be dismissed. Uh, with, with the word of prayer, Anthony Knight, you lead us in prayer. Brother.